approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I thought I was frozen there for a second. Welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast, everyone. I am your host, as always, guys, Coach Steve. We are in for another fantastic off-season episode today, guys. We are talking uh, dynasty running backs, kind of doing a reevaluation valuation of the landscape of the dynasty running backs. We did part one last week with a bunch of, rook- a bunch of rookies and uh, free agency running backs. This week, we're going to be getting into some rising stars um, and just like other running backs that we obviously haven't had a chance to talk about who don't fit the category of the last episode, basically. Uh, Some aging vets, some other starters, some other players that have high value in Dynasty. So we're going to kind of get into that today. So uh, before we get started, as always, let's introduce our staff for today. Of Coach, we have Coach Tyler here. What's going on, Coach Tyler? What's up, guys? Super glad to be here. Let's get into it. Let's go. And of course, we have our guest today on the show, a good friend of the show, Steve. What is going on, my friend? How are you? Welcome on into the show. Yeah. Happy President's Day to everybody, of course. So, uh, you know, we all celebrated today. Um, so happy President's Day to everybody out there. And uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. What? Talking Dynasty, this is the perfect time of year to do so. So anybody that's tuning in today is going to get some good stuff. Absolutely. So like I said, we're going to get into some of these running backs here and we'll break it down. And so if you're listening live... Uh, you might want to go to our YouTube channel. Obviously, if you're not already there, we do a nice, I do a nice slash show every week on, on, uh, on our things here. So it's a nice little visualness to just hearing our voices, which I'm sure you guys all very much love. So, uh, let's get into the action here. So we're going to start with the rising stars and it's just about, you know, eight players who I believe who are, you know, had that breakout season last year or, you know, already had somewhat of a breakout season or, but are very young still. And, and this grouping is the carry on Williams, Travis Etienne, Rashad White, Brees Hall, James Cook, Isaiah Pacheco, Kenneth Walker, and Brian Robinson all kind of had like a big season at some point last season or in their rookie year, whatever it may have been. And now they're going into year three or year, maybe some of them year four and are really looking to take that big, you know, jump for fantasy here. So uh, easiest question here, you know, uh, Steve, since you're the guest, I'll let you go first. Who is the favorite to own? uh in this section here who is if you had to pick one of these backs to own right now who would be the guy for you yeah huge advantage going first here because i get to pick (laughs) denise hall um who i think jumps off the list um you know going in the last year you know i'm in a few dynasty leagues i don't think i'm in as many as you guys of course steve you're uh in one with me i don't own Brees hall in any dynasty league but in every redraft league last year i was pushing to get Brees hall um, anyone else helping out with drafts, I was saying get Brees Hall because it was like just in case the breakout happens. Of course, going into last season, you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback. As soon as that Achilles tore, it was like for me, I was like, oh, man, we're in trouble because we're getting Zach Wilson. Um, some good things happened last year for Brees Hall. He had 95 targets. I don't know how that happened without Aaron Rodgers. I thought with Rodgers, that was super realistic. Uh, but now you're going to get a presumed Aaron Rodgers season. 
Dalvin Cook, I mean, he was just such a non-factor. I, I really couldn't believe how much of they, they wouldn't use him because Brees Hall had to be on the field. We saw the breakaway speed. Um, he, he could get it done without the receptions. But in games where he just couldn't run the ball, where that Jets offensive line was just horrible, they did give him the ball in, in the passing game. Uh, even, uh, what was it, Trevor Simeon feeding this guy because it, at, at some point last year it was Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall those are the two studs on the Jets so you know I'm so excited about Brees Hall moving forward yes as, as am I uh yeah he, he was a, he was fantastic especially for fantasy championships a lot of people were probably riding him in the hot hand late in the season so uh coach Tyler uh, I mean it might be a similar choice here but who is your favorite player to own out of this group? yeah uh, you did get the advantage by going first because I was definitely going to go Brees Hall if that fell to me. Um, but outside of Brees Hall, I'd have to say Kyron Williams. You know, a Sean McVay offense is an offense you want to buy into, especially if you have one of the key pieces there. And now we see Kyron Williams jumping up into the ranks of, you know, Cooper Cup and now the surprise Puka Nakua. Uh, the Rams weren't supposed to be an offense that were outstandingly fantasy productive outside of uh, Cooper Cup. And we ended up with Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua both being um, an RB1 and a wide receiver one. And so I feel like I'm happy to buy into Kyron Williams if I can't get Brees Hall. Uh, He's just – you just trust Sean McVay running an offense. And um, you do have an aging Cooper Cup who – he didn't show it a ton last year, but we saw Puka start to eat into that workload a good amount. And I think they're going to have to establish the run game. And they did it so well through Kyron this year that I couldn't imagine them really pivoting off of him for a better option. So I'd have to go. If I can't go Brees, I'm going to go Kyron. Yeah. No, Kyron's definitely another fantastic option. Obviously a big giant breakout season for him last year. Uh, again, I'm probably going Brees Hall too. His question's a little re- repetitive in this nature. But <laughs> I mean, Brees Hall is obviously the best out of this bunch here. Uh, if I had to pick someone else just to give us someone else to talk about real quick here, it's Isaiah Pacheco. Um, just has been fantastic as a seventh round pick for the Kansas City Chiefs, tied to a very good offense. Uh, again, had another season where he stepped up, had a career year. Uh, you saw more work at the passing game for him. Uh, you know, just I think he, I believe he like missed a game or two here, but. For the most part, he's on the field and active every single week, and you give this guy the ball 15, 17 times a game on the ground, and, and he's going to get close to 100 yards almost every single week. And he's still on a rookie contract for another year or two, so he's someone I, I really do like to own in Dynasty. Um, I think that you know they're going to continue. I don't think they're going to bring in enough offensive weapons to just switch it away from the run. Uh, Jarrett McKinnon might not be there next year, which is a big passing factor that which helped Isaiah Pacheco out a little bit more, giving him more of that three down role uh, that, you know, we would want from our dynasty running back. So he's someone else that I, I do like to own uh, in dynasty right now, uh, but buying right now. And again, all these guys are probably pretty high to buy, um, but you know, who would you be willing to buy for the right price? You know, maybe it's pre salt. Maybe you're willing to give up, a couple of first round picks, but maybe you're only willing to get up a first round pick for maybe Isaiah Pacheco or something like that. So Tyler, who would you be giving, who would you, who would you be buying into at the right price? Uh, at the right price, I'd definitely be buying into Brees Hall. He's one of those elite running backs that if you're in the right league, he's not being valued at that elite running back price. Like you'd find like a B. John Robinson and he's, 
you know, going to produce just about what Bijan's going to do. And so I think buying into Brees Hall at the right price, especially, you know, coming off of a season where he didn't have outstanding quarterback play behind him, but he still showed that elite um, ability in the receiving game and those dump offs and also just his rushing, you know, he's a firecracker with the ball in his hands and, you know, he's liable to take it 70 yards for a touchdown anytime he has it. And so I think Brees Hall, because he's sitting just outside that elite price point, I would definitely buy in while you still can before Rodgers and his, you know, maybe healed Achilles come back. Well, I mean, I did give up two first round picks for Brees Hall, so I'm buying in pretty high on the guy already. So, uh, but uh, Steve, how do you feel about this question here? You know, who is someone you're buying into at the right price? And two first for Brees. I mean, I would definitely do it, but that is, you know, you really have to like, all right, I'm, I'm committed here. And it's tough to commit to any running back. Um, you know, he is an exception. I do feel that way, even after coming off uh, an ACL tear, but seeing him perform the way he did just gives you all the confidence. So um, I, I think Brian Robinson actually like is the one. So I, I was looking at a lot of these running backs and I figured maybe you want to talk about Brian Robinson, Steve, just because you have on this list. But he is the RB28 um, in Dynasty right now. So he's far and away. You know, he's not with these other these other names. Um, he actually already turned 24 this year um, in March. So, you know, he's actually one of the younger players on this list. And they have the second pick in the draft. So they're I would think they're going to get Jaden Daniels. Um, and if not him, then it's May. So that you're, you're coming in with a quarterback with some promise, at least. Um, he showed the pass catching chops last year. He actually led all running backs in yards per reception at 10.4. I think that was a couple like outlier weeks that did that for him. So, you know, I don't want to read too much into that, but he was using the passing game enough to out snap Antonio Gibson, who we all thought would get all of those downs. Brian Robinson took some of that. So he's going to get the early downs, um, you know, and if they get this quarterback, I really don't think that they, you know, bring in. They might bring in like a veteran. And at which point you might be like, OK, man, now they're really like as a three way timeshare. But I do think Antonio Gibson really didn't do a lot for himself last year. I'd be surprised if you get this Antonio Gibson resurgence. So in Washington, it's Brian Robinson. I would buy for cheap. You could probably you know, mid second, late second for Brian Robinson right now. And you're absolutely correct, Steve. I, I do like Brian Robinson. So that's why he's on this rising star list. Not many people might agree with me, but uh, yeah, I mean, you said a lot of great points about Ryan Robinson. I, I think if you could get away with an early second, something like that, a couple second round picks, I, I feel like you could easily pretty much get Brian Robinson on your team. I don't think you, I don't think he, I don't think many people are willing to give up a first. And I don't think many people expect to get a first back for Brian Robinson right now, just because right. he kind of had a quiet end of stretch. But that commander's team was pretty much done uh, on that last four or five games of the season here. You know, they're basically just trying to stay alive there with Sam Howell and company, which very upsetting about Sam Howell. But this is a new organization that's going to play defense and run the football. They're going to, you know, they're going to get that star quarterback on the team here that hopes to open up this offense a little bit more in, in a general sense here. And, you know, Antonio Gibson's a free agent. He might not come back next year. So you're looking at Chris Rodriguez. You're looking at Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson has a good chance to, you know, 
be a workhorse back from this commander's offense here. And he's probably the cheapest of this guy, this listing here that I would be willing to go and buy at the fair value price. That's still has more value to come uh, as the seasons go on. So it would be surprising if they don't draft a guy or sign somebody, you know, especially if they were to leave. Yeah. You know, so, but either way, sometimes you can use that to your advantage. If you still believe in Brian Robinson, then his, his price could be even cheaper if they did draft somebody in like the third round. So it really would just come down to who do you believe that third round pick or Brian Robinson? That's true. That's true. Well, we'll have to find out about that. All right. Uh, so let's go to selling off. Which of these running backs are you selling off right now? Which of these guys are you not really buying into their long-term investment? Uh, Steve, I'll let you go first this time. So I actually think it's Kyron Williams and I have him in dynasty and I had him for dirt cheap and then he just broke out and I was so glad he's just on my team. (laughs) And that was a team that was just loaded with receivers, no running backs, and it was just perfect. So if you're that team, maybe you need Kyron Williams for one more year or half a year, maybe, Uh, you know, I'm not trying to say that he's not going to give you a full year, but you just never know with this Rams offense. It kind of scares me. Um, with the Chiefs and the Rams because they can just plug in another guy and it will work. So that's why I get scared of Kyron Williams, but he's the RB7 in Dynasty right now. And that's pretty high. So I think you can sell him at his peak right now. I really don't believe he's moving up from that spot. Um, but there's guys that are behind him like Devon Achan, Saquon Barkley, Kenneth Walker, And these guys I'd actually rather have. So if I could potentially trade Kyron for Saquon straight up, or if I could trade him for Kenneth Walker and maybe a second round pick, I'm probably doing that. I know. I I do like that. I I, I agree with you. I don't see Karrion Williams value going higher. I I don't see him being able to last multiple seasons moving forward at 17 games, 16 games um, and being able to do that. He's he's shown, at points already this season that he was a little, you know, can't handle the heavy workload, even though he can t- continue to give it to him. But yeah. uh, I agree with you. I, I think he's a, it's a good time to sell high on, on, on a really great season from him. I mean, they made it work with Cam Akers. They made it work with Darrell Henderson, who they got off the street. I mean, that's that's scary to me, and especially Sean McVay is like the biggest troll in fantasy football. And I, I just I just don't trust him or that Rams offense. That is that is very true. Coach Tyler, who do you got as a good sell-off right now? Uh, I'd be selling off Rashad White. You know, I I liked Rashad White coming out of the draft. He was just one of those guys that, you know, he kind of fell into at least my sleeper category. Of You know, he's not going to be a top-end guy, but he could be a guy that produces. But there's just so many questions around the future of the Buccaneers. Um, we talked a couple weeks ago about quarterbacks in Baker Mayfield. Um, we've mentioned a little bit about Mike Evans. I saw today was supposedly according to, I think it was Jordan Schultz, the Buccaneers quote soft deadline to extend Mike Evans. Um, so there's a chance you're losing more of the offense there. Um, and the offensive line is starting to get just a little bit older and starting to creep up, um, in age there. And I think that Rashad white had kind of an outlier season, um, this year was just one of those funky years where even guys like Kyron Williams were jumping up and increasing in value that high because um, they had outstanding years. But I think the Rashad White, it was uh, it might be a one and done, and they're also a team that would be liable to 
um, almost changed their identity a little bit with uh, new coaching coming in. And uh, I just think that he's not going to retain value going forward. I think that it's better to sell off now and try and recoup what you got. No, I don't, I don't like that coach Tyler. <laughs> but again, the same arguments for him are going to be made for my guy. But the only thing I have issues with white in the general sense is that if I'm selling off one of these guys, and again, I'd want a first round pick back. And I don't know how many people view him, but it's like someone like me might view him that way and give up, give up a first round pick to get uh Rashad white. So you could get a first back out of it. But I don't know how many people are looking for, uh, Rashad White and willing to give up a first, but that's my only thing on that. Um, so for my guy, I'm trying to sell off on right now is Travis Etienne. Um, already in his past his third season here at this point, and I feel like his RB three finish was a little touchdown dependent. Uh, you know, he only averaged three point eight yards per carry. That's also what Rashad White was at three point six. Um, and with this season with Travis Etienne, it was like if he didn't score touchdowns, he didn't have good games. He only had two games over 100 yards this year. He had 73 targets, but it never seemed to matter about the targets and his receptions. Like with Rashard White, like he wasn't that great of a runner. Don't get me wrong. But it seemed like he was able to get 10 or 11 points each and every single week almost. While if Travis Etienne didn't get a touchdown, like the receptions that didn't matter. So have him having 73 targets this past year, it just didn't seem to like help his fantasy game out. And the touchdowns were a big thing. Now say those touchdowns went to the passing, uh, a pass attack. Uh, then he ends up with four or five. He might be a high end RB two and not the RB one that he finishes past season. So I, I think people still really like him. Obviously he had a great year for fantasy and I, I'd be looking to sell off. He's already in his full, going to his fourth season here now. He's getting close to the end of his rookie year. I know he's got another year after that, but I don't know if the Jags are going to want to give him that fifth-year option or not yet. I don't think. I think this is probably the time of year where they'll probably make a decision on that. But he's someone I'm, I'm looking to sell off for for riches right now if I can. So, all right. Uh, so let's get into the last question here. Uh, how many of these guys do you guys consider top ten running backs right now? You don't have to go nuts about it, but how many of them do you consider top 10 <laughs> right now? So it's definitely Brees. Um, and then, you know, consensus would say that Travis Etienne is in that list. Um, and then after that, it's pretty tough. I would put Kenneth Walker in the top 10. Um, so I would say three at most are in the top 10 right now. I like it. I like it. Coach Tyler. Yeah. I like that number. I like, um, you know, I feel like Travis Etienne is going to be in off of kind of like you were talking about getting him and selling him uh, just kind of the name value of Travis Etienne. And so I think, um, you know, he did have a very touchdown dependent season, but name value and a little bit of age kind of factor into him ending up top 10. Brees Hall obviously should be top 10. And then um, Kenneth Walker, we just, he's just got to stay healthy to stay top 10. But I think going into the season, we've got at least those three solidified in the top 10, at least of dynasty rankings. I like it. I like it. Right. I checked my dynasty rankings. I haven't updated them this all season yet. I have, I have to get to doing that, but I, I last had hall ETN white Pacheco and Williams all in my top 10. So I do have some uh, changes I need to make there. I think Kenneth Walker was 13th. 
Uh, oh, 11th, I think. So he wasn't in my top 10. But uh, some of these guys obviously have a long way to go for us in Dynasty. And, and some of them are going to probably have more RB1 seasons moving forward here. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see how that works out. All right. So let's get over to the aging vets. Uh, and this is basically a group of guys who are over 28 years old, at least, or are 28 years old. And, you know, obviously running backs at that age are just basically old as shit. Um, so we're going to talk about some of these guys here. And this grouping is the Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, uh, Raheem Mostert, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Jamal Williams, Nick Chubb, James Conner. Uh, so the first question here goes with Raheem Mostert. As a contending team, you know, obviously Raheem Mostert had an unbelievable season, 20-plus 20, 20 touchdowns on the ground. Uh, obviously, he's probably not going to do that again. Uh, but he's staying in the same offense here. I don't know what is going to change for the most part. I don't expect him to be off the Dolphins this season here, but they're going to be running basically pretty much the same offense this coming year. So as a contending team right now, would you rather have and trade for Raheem Mostert for a late 2024 pick, uh, second-round pick, or would you rather have the pick? I would rather have Mostert if I'm competing. If I'm trying to win – you know, again, like that team I described, I would love Mostert that, you know, there was times last year where, you know, I was starting Kareem Hunt and just hoping he fell into the end zone. So with <laughs> that in mind, I would have loved Raheem Mostert instead of Kareem Hunt. Right. So that late 2024 second, yeah, I would take, I would take Mostert if I'm competing. Um, if I'm, if I'm not competing, if I'm, you know, trying to rebuild, I still would be asking for more than the late second. I think that somebody like me with that team that I described, there's a lot out there that need a running back. And so you can capitalize off that. Um, you can get like an early second, like the two Oh one for Mostert for that contender that really wants a running back. If you're rebuilding. I like it. Coach Tyler, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I kind of agree. If you're competing, I'd take Mostert. Um, it definitely was a Cinderella season. Kind of like we talked about. Um, I want to say it was two weeks ago. Uh, with just his ascension and how he did, you know, I think he scored either at or more touchdowns this season than he had in total of his career. Yes. And so, he did. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's definitely a Cinderella year and I would put money on that not happening again in his career. But I think just with the fact of the uh, continuity of staying with the same offense, if they don't add anyone, um, offensively through the early rounds of the draft, we see, you know, I would say them falling into almost their same roles in the offense. And I think, you know, we talked about a chain being a little undersized and taking a couple of those hits a little harder than, uh, he probably should have in the NFL. And so there's almost a, <laughs> almost a, uh, injury liability on the other side, which we're kind of used to seeing out of most all right. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I'm kind of right there with you guys. And when I'm saying late 2024 second guys, you know, who are listening, I'm, I'm talking like the 110, 111, 112. Like to me personally, most of it's going to be 32. I mean, I expect him to be somewhat decent, obviously next year. I'm not expecting what we saw in 2023, but there's injury concerns. You saw he missed the last few games of the season with an injury. He's always been kind of a guy who's kind of been banged up on and off throughout his career. I'm willing to take a chance because the running back uh, landscape with these rookies coming in, 
There's a lot of question marks with a lot of guys. You know where he most is going to be tied to a high power passing offense that's going to be in the red zone plenty of times. Yeah, it's it's great giving up a late second round pick. Mid-second, early second, I'm going to have a little more hesitation. Uh, but if you can get most now, people are probably going to want to try to get give you – probably people are probably going to want to get up a first for him. And you're going to be like, no, 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 no. Please, please pick that trades back here. I'll give you a late second, but I'm not going to give you a first for most of it. Let's be real. So – all right, next question here, guys, in this area here is Christian McCaffrey. Obviously, I think a couple of years ago, there was like a big like, oh, sell McCaffrey, sell, sell, sell McCaffrey. I know I was I was making sell, sell. I was selling off McCaffrey. Not my finest moment in my life, but I, I was definitely selling him off. I think a lot of people are else were too. He's coming off a historical season here. Uh, obviously, his rushing output was through the roof. He had his uh, career highs in rushing this year. Uh, he had career lows uh, in targets and receptions this past season here. Uh, are you guys riding out CMC or are you looking to sell off in this, in this off season? If you can. Oh, Tyler, that's difficult down. because it's the, uh, <laughs> like we've talked about the value is just so high that your return would probably be worth um, possibly selling him off, depending on what your team looks like. If you're a contender, I'm riding him, you know, until I start to see the wheels fall off. That's sort of how I saw Travis Kelsey going into this past season. Um, you know, he's CMC just had this historical season. And the thing is, it wasn't through the year, right? He wasn't getting those 0.5 or full points per, you know, an outstanding number of targets or receptions. It was a lot of groundwork. There's going to be some touchdown regression, most likely, because I think he scored in like, 15 of 17 regular season games. And I think every playoff game, but until we start to see the wheels kind of fall off, you know, he didn't lose a step. So I think if you're a contender, you ride it out. And if you're rebuilding, I don't think there's any better time to sell him than (laughs) after what he just did at the age and the injury concern that we had a couple years ago, seeing his health and his ability to just, be the CMC of old. Yeah. I mean, if you didn't make the playoffs with CMC in your roster, you, there's, there's something wrong. There's something wrong there. You had to you be doing something really wrong. <laughs> Steve, how do you feel about CMC? You know, uh, you know, say you're a middle, middle of the road team here. You know, you say you barely made the playoffs. You know, are you, you know, I obviously depends on roster, but are you riding out CMC? Or are you looking to get prime value for him? Because you probably could get a couple of first round picks potentially, maybe some players at least. Yeah. If you're a dynasty team, like you said, that has Christian McCaffrey this past year and didn't make the playoffs, you sell them because I mean, that would, well, you know, your team just needs something going on here. It's probably time for a rebuild. Um, so I would sell them in that, in that sense. Uh, but really in all other cases, like your 90% other cases, uh, you ride them out. I mean, besides, um, obviously injury would be the thing that would make it like, oh, okay, maybe I should have sold. Like anybody who had Nick Chubb and that injury happened, you know, I'm sorry, but the value isn't going to be as high if you wanted to sell them then. And if you bought into them, you know, again, I'm sorry. Um, but, it, it, you know, you can't really... You know, I had somebody, you know, I do uh, draft, um, I help people with their drafts in the off season, right? And that's something I'll be doing this off season. And this person was 
adamant that he didn't want to draft Christian McCaffrey in a redraft, right? I'm not talking about dynasty, just a redraft because he was scared of the injury and he just really wanted to draft Nick Chubb. So you see how that can happen, right? You don't want to just rely on the injury narrative. So I wouldn't even have that in mind with CMC at this point. Um, So yeah, I mean, most cases I'm writing him out. Now, let me ask you guys this quick question right now, you know, Say you're a contending team and someone offers you Brees Hall right now. Do you take Brees Hall and just give up CMC for the value? Ooh. Straight up or? Straight up. Uh, straight up. Yeah, so straight up. Let's see. Let's talk about some running backs and see if some of these young running backs can get, get CMC off your team. Yeah. Brees Hall, I, CMC. Yeah, and especially if you're, you know, maybe just barely made the playoffs. Um, maybe you can get Brees Hall, right? Yeah, I would, I would take Brees Hall. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Let me talk some little more, a little, little tougher. It's really hard because he's basically the RB three. I guess you could say to a lot of people, Jonathan Taylor. I would take McCaffrey. CMC. Okay. Uh, let me think here. Uh, Carry on Williams. CMC. Yeah, McCaffrey. And, you know, with Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor is very interesting because I feel like um, if you were the McCaffrey owner and, you know, a lot of these running backs, but Taylor seems to be the one that I would have like above uh, consensus where, you know, I I really like his future, like within the next two years, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to be awesome. Potentially, you could trade McCaffrey for Taylor plus, right? Probably. Or, um, yeah, I think that's realistic. Like, probably Breesaw would have to be straight up, but any of these other guys, you could probably get that running back plus. So, that's something to think about. All right. All right. I like it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm with you guys too. I mean, in almost every situation, as long as you think you have a com- truly competitive team, guys, you ride out CMC and hope for the best. Obviously, those few scenarios we kind of just brought up, if if they work out for you the right way, yeah, then then you sell them off. But for the most part, you kind of just have to hold on to them and and expect the and expect him to hopefully have another season and a half at least of an RB one potential. So, all right. So the rest of these aging backs, real quick here, you know the Aaron Jones, Alvin Kamara, uh, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb. Uh, I guess you can throw Raheem Mostert in there too if you want. James Conner. You know which of these guys has a the best chance? You believe to give you at least one more RB1 season. Uh, Steve, I'll let you go first on this. I I think the obvious answer would have been Chubb, uh, if not for the injury. And then now there's reports that he could be a cap casualty. And I really just kind of fear for the worst for Nick Chubb moving forward. So I, I believe he's the most talented by far. He would be the clear pick. But... I want to give credit where credit's due to Joe Mixon. I mean, this has been my guy since the beginning. He was like the hot take poster boy for a little while there. Um, That's kind of why the logo is orange and black. Like it it was Mixon for a long time. I can't believe he's 27 now. He's an aging vet. This is ridiculous. (laughs) But he's been so consistent now for the last few years and nothing's really changing. You know, with all these guys, there's a lot of question marks. He actually has the least amount of questions going into this year. You're probably taking away T Higgins. Um, It's two straight years with at least 64 targets for Mixon. So Burrow trusts him in the passing game. Uh, Brown, uh, you know, trusts him in the passing game. So that's not going away. And then he's the red zone back. So you have both of those things on lock. 
no matter who else they get involved. So to me, he's, you know, the most consistent of this group. I like it. Coach Tyler. Yeah. You know, Mixon's a guy that I always, you know, want to say it's the year that he's finally going to stop producing. And then he just shuts me up every year and I'm tired of it. <laughs> but um, I'm going to go to another possible cap casualty uh, in Alvin Kamara. I mean, if he stays there in New Orleans and nothing changes, I mean, we saw what he could do this year. Um, outstanding reception numbers. He was a RB1, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And that was with coming off those first three games uh, in a suspension. Right? He came out and he led all running backs in receptions, I want to say, if I'm not butchering that. Um, I want to say he led all running backs in targets. He just has such a role in that offense. And if he isn't a cap casualty, I think it's going to be the same old thing. I mean, we've constantly been seeing, you know, it's been a year or two now that he's been Kamara might be a cap casualty. Kamara might be a cap casualty. They got to move on from him, trade him, whatever it is. Um, But if he's out on the field in a saints uniform, you know, he's going to get so much of that work in the receiving game that it gives him the best chance to, and as the RB one, like as a RB one, I like it. Yeah, I mean, you guys gave definitely two really strong examples here. Obviously, Kamara Mixon. You know, they they both obviously were pretty. I think they were RB ones this past year. Yeah, they were. Oh well, Mixon was. Uh, Kamara was RB fourteen at the end of the season, but mm-hmm. he also missed games, obviously. So, right. but he took his games. He was basically an RB one. Uh, th- there's one guy that I like that has a good chance, I think, that you could probably buy low on right now in the offseason, and that's Aaron Jones. Um, you know, if you guys don't remember, Aaron Jones end of season was coming off three straight 100-yard games. Uh, he did pretty decent in the playoffs in those Packer games. And, you know, he had, he had he dealt with injuries last year. You know, there was a ton of injuries he was going through. The hamstring injury got him week one, and just things never seemed to fit until late in the season. Uh, A.J. Dillon is gone this year he's a free agent i really don't expect them to want to bring him back he's been very inefficient as a packer uh, i don't expect them to go out and spend big money on like a saquon or tony pollard or josh jacobs i would be pretty shocked uh if they were to go and do that because they do have holes that they need to clean up on the defense and aaron jones is going to be there probably with a rookie or a guy they sign cheap and if he can stay healthy i mean this offense looks fantastic in green bay and if they continue to air the ball out downfield and Aaron Jones is going to be put in situations in the red zone and, uh, and have a good chance to have another RB season again, he's 29. So, you know, the less likeliness that's there is there for sure, but you could probably buy him off for a late second right now, maybe a third and a young player uh, potentially if someone's kind of just like, Oh, I don't expect him to kind of bounce back bad season last year. He's a guy that I think has a good chance to give us another one more RB one season at least. All right, so uh, let's go to intermission here. Obviously, some of our promos we do every week, guys. Uh, obviously, starting off with uh, me and Coach Tyler. Obviously, both we both write for Dynasty Nerds. Obviously, if you don't know the Dynasty uh, Nerds GM, fantastic tool. Uh, as always, go use our promo code Coach. You'd be helping us out. You'd help them out, and you'd be helping yourself out at the end of the day, giving yourself another fantastic tool to help uh, help win some championships uh, in dynasty. So I, I use it uh, every, every other day here or there when I need to use it. And it's a fantastic tool. People in my league love to know where they stand. 
Uh, so <laughs> I give them like free access kind of with mine, but uh, it's definitely a fantastic tool to use. And of course, uh, I also partnered up with Did It, it's the app, uh, basically personalizing fantasy football one-on-one conversations. If you have a fantasy question here and there, you have to want to see your roster. You want me to see what your roster looks like to give you advice. Uh, sign up with Did It and uh, come reach out. You'll find me on their page. So, all right. Back over to the second half of our show here, guys. And we have the other running backs. Basically, these running backs don't fit into a category, whether they're not rookies, they're not aging vets just yet. They're not rising stars per se. Um, And and these are starters. They're, for the most part, starters. Um, You can argue Dave Montgomery is a starter or not, but him, Javante Williams, Ramondre Stevenson, Jonathan Taylor, and Najee Harris, all, all starters likely heading into 2024 to some extent. Um, so out of this grouping here, uh, Tyler, I'll let you go first. This one, um, who do you want to own outside of Jonathan Taylor? Cause we kind of already mentioned Jonathan Taylor and I would assume he'd be the most attractive option pretty easily. So, uh, outside of him, of those four other running backs, who would you want to own? Yeah, I'll go with your, uh, almost not a starter, David Montgomery. Um, <laughs> if you've noticed as I talk through, especially running backs, one big thing to me is continuity. And, you know, bringing Ben Johnson back, having that um, dual-headed monster with Jameer Gibbs, uh, Montgomery didn't look uh, slow. He didn't look bad at all last year, right? And they, Montgomery and Gibbs very much played off of each other um, extremely well. And he might not be pulling in the amount of touches like a guy like Ramondre Stevenson might get throughout the season, but I think that his touches, especially compared to some of the guys on this list, are going to be a lot more quality than um, someone like a Ramondre or maybe a Javante Williams or possibly Najee Harris with a new man, Arthur Smith, up there calling his plays. So I think David Montgomery, for the sake of he's returning Ben Johnson, it's we know it's going to be him and Gibbs in the backfield. And, you know, we can assume that Gibbs starts to get a bigger role as he grows and matures. But at the same time, Montgomery looked too good to take too much away from as the play caller. All right. I like that one. I like that. Steve, who's your pick? Yeah, it, it was definitely David Montgomery. Uh, Tyler was on it. Um, I'm, I'm glad you had the opportunity to go first this time because I didn't want to steal all the good ones here. But no, David Montgomery, of course, in that offense. I mean, the Lions offense in general is just fantasy gold. And it's like they all can win. And that's what I love about them. You know, it's like, oh, man, David Montgomery fell into the end zone twice. You know, Amon Ra might not get one. Nope, he got one. And it, that's how their offense rolls. That's how it's going to roll this year. Um, I believe he'll, he's under contract for the next two years. I don't know if he'll get the full two years. There's probably a potential out in that. But either way, you love David Montgomery. You love this offense. Um, but of the rest, I would go Javante because of the age. He's the youngest by far. Um, you know, I would almost go Najee there uh, with Arthur Smith. Like Tyler mentioned, he probably is going to have a lot of carries this year. But Javante, for the dynasty uh, purposes, I would give him the edge because of the age. All right. I like it. Um, like I said, Montgomery is pretty like a 1A to me. Uh, I, I like Najee Harris still a lot. Uh, he, you know, he had his best rushing uh, output this coming season here on the ground, 4.1 yards per carry after being basically under that the last two seasons here. 
Uh, you obviously saw him kind of seeing less work in the offense with uh, Jalen uh, Jalen War uh, Jalen Warren Jalen Warren yeah Jalen Warren uh, mm-hmm. on the field here now, kind of being more of a split backfield at this point. Uh, but on the ground, you know, back after the season, once Matt Canada kind of went away, I mean, they kind of went back to Nash Harris. They kind of used him a, a, as their main guy on the ground here and kind of worked in Jalen Warren at times. Uh, obviously, we know you guys mentioned Arthur Smith is obviously joining this team. He's got a long history with uh, with running backs here, running the ball a ton here. And it always seems like a lot of running backs in a contract season, uh, you know, wants to make that money or at least attempt to make that money with a really good year. Well, Najee Harris is in a contract season here now. He is going to go out there and probably do whatever he can to to show off his talent there and and probably get paid in the offseason. Uh, again, he had up and downs throughout the season here. The, obviously, the offense was a mess with three different quarterbacks at times during the year. There was basically, you know, stack boxes the whole season here because no one's fearing Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. Uh, and Mitch Trubisky half the year. So, like, if they bring in the quarterback they need to bring in, it, it's going to help Najee Harris a lot. And I'm expecting that to happen this year. I expect that the pick Steelers are going to do something. They're going to make moves at quarterback because they know that they have a team that can win. They just don't have quarterback. Um, so, Harris is another guy I'd like to own right now if I can. Uh, that's someone which, I want to get to. Which uh, trade quarterback would make you more confident in Najee Harris, Justin Fields or Russ Wilson? Ooh. Um, probably the Steelers fields. are favorites to get both of them. Probably Fields. Uh, I think that Warren would benefit from Russ off the dump off passes a lot. Um, and I think with Fields on the field, I think it will help open up the run game a little bit more uh, in that sense with bigger plays potentially. That's kind of how I feel about it. Steve, I messaged you on February 2nd and I said I had a hot take for. You did. Who the you Steelers did, yes. pick at a quarterback at that time? It was it was Justin Fields, and then like a week later, Adam Schefter said that that you know that's when it like really blew up. Like he said it on uh, I think it was Pat McAfee that that could he be did. a realistic option. Um, and so yeah, that would actually be so fun. You know, everyone's looking at the Falcons to get Fields, but you put him in the Steelers' offense with now all of a sudden those receivers, you, they look great. Najee looks great. And I was just looking at Najee. Actually, he's the RB 23 in Dynasty on Fantasy Football Calculator. So if you did want to own him, I guess that would be the time to buy. 100%. All right. uh, Over the next question here, Steve, you can go first. You kind of already mentioned this. You kind of already touched on this a little bit. But obviously, is Jonathan Taylor still a top five running back right now? Yeah, uh, fancy football calculator. Shout them out because I use them all the time. They're, he's the RB five according to them. Um, that makes complete sense because you got Bijan, Brees, Christian McCaffrey, Jameer Gibbs. Love all of them, and then it's Jonathan Taylor. After that, then that's when the question marks immediately start to pop up with Etn and Kyron. So I think he's the most solid of all of those players, and we've mentioned a lot of them today that just have those question marks. Where it's like we don't question the talent of Taylor. And now, when we thought it wasn't going to be solidified uh, going into last year, his situation looks really good. You're going to have Anthony Richardson there. He probably will vulture more touchdowns than you're hoping for, but you still love a good offense. Um, so I think Anthony Richardson's going to be good, and I think Jonathan Taylor's going to be great. I like it. Coach Tyler, how do you, how do you feel about Taylor? Yeah, he's definitely a top five to me. Um, I, in my main dynasty league with all my best friends 
Um, I have Jonathan Taylor, and when the rookie draft came around last year, I was able to snag Anthony Richardson. And I told them then, um, back in, I guess that was May, I said, you know, watch out, because my team's just going to be read option the whole time. And, you know, we didn't get to see a lot of Anthony Richardson this year just because he was kind of in and out of games. And hopefully next season and continuing forward, um, Shane Steichen's kind of yelled at him about taking care of his body so that we can see him more. But I think, um, like Steve said, I think that Richardson's going to vulture more touchdowns than we would hope that Jonathan can get. But at the same time, the threat of Anthony Richardson on something like a read option or just sitting back there in the shotgun with Taylor being a running option, it opens up the field a little bit more now that they have to worry about two people instead of just Taylor being that offense. Yeah, and no, I, I had to double check my rankings to see where I had Taylor because it's like I don't think I have him as the top five, but he is he is number five on my dynasty rankings right now. And uh, the upside is definitely there with Taylor. You know, I mean, he had like 700 yards rushing in eight games. You know, he's a fantastic running r- running back in a general sense. He he can run the ball very well. Uh, I do have my own question marks: the injuries the last two years, missing games the last two seasons. Uh, I'd like to see how he has worked in the passing game. Uh, as we know, Anthony Richardson wasn't as big in the passing game as the Gardner Menchu was. Uh, even so, I mean, five targets for Taylor in the last nine games. Like, if they bring in somebody who's more of a passing downs back and keeps him kind of fresher through the season, I mean, they just paid him, so they're going to want to keep him on the field as much as possible. I do have some concerns with that, but uh, anytime this man has gotten double-digit carries, he's putting up 10-plus fantasy points any week, and... With obviously Richardson back on the field, there's definitely going to be lanes that are going to be open up for him, and that's going to help him out a lot. But we'll have to see. I do have my concerns, though. Uh, Jonathan, Javante Williams, guys. Uh, you know, Steve, you mentioned he's still a pretty young running back, which he is. Um, again, he finished uh, RB30 this season, and he played basically all the games this year. Uh, so how do you guys feel about Williams? As who went first last time? Uh, Tyler, you can go first. Okay. Um, I'm just not super high on Javante Williams anymore. I was super high on him um, when he was coming out of the draft, jumping into rookie drafts and stuff. Um, And like Steve said, he's the youngest of any running back that we're talking about on the screen. Um, But we just haven't seen it as much as I would have hoped we would have. And now there's even more questions about, What's Denver going to do at quarterback? Are they going to keep Russ? Are they going to you know, try and sign a veteran? Are they going to pull someone out of the draft? Um, are they going to bring Drew Locke back? Just fun little storyline things that could happen. But um, I'm just not super high on Javante Williams anymore. You know, the injuries have kind of culminated here and there. Um, and outside of the age, I just don't see – a lot that I would want to buy into to where his name value kind of is. So I would not be in on Javante Williams unless I currently held him somewhere. I respect it. Steve, how do you feel about Williams? Yeah, I'm just not very excited, just like Tyler. Um, It's tough to be. Um, I think that that could block some of my, you know, view on him where he could be pretty cheap right now. And I I could really actually look to explore buying him, which I would actually recommend, you know, just because of the age, 
um, because you could buy them for the cheap, right? Like I'm talking about like that late second that you couldn't get Raheem Mostert for maybe look another direction. Um, and Javante Williams could be one of those guys if you were RB needy because he still can be in that RB two range. And then you still have the upside of the unknown. Like what if the offense gets better with a different quarterback? Um, I, I still think they're going to try to use him. I would be very surprised, you know, if they, they went out and they just like sign, you know, maybe one of the names in free agency or use a high draft pick when running back. So that would surprise me. And then if you come out unscathed into, you know, week one, then maybe there's some hope for Javante because, you know, they really don't have a lot of options there. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think it, I'm not high on him, but I think it, you're right, Steve. It's a great time to buy low and, and I'll give some positive notes. Let's not forget that in 2022, he tore his ACL, MCL, uh, and they were saying that his injury was looking really bad at one point. They were, I remember this in the offseason last year. They are like, you'd rather have Brees Hall than having Javante Williams right now because his, his leg is messed up. Um, and, you know, clearly he's coming off a major injury. It didn't happen in week one of 2022. It happened midseason. Uh, so he was less than a year off of his two torn uh, ACL MCLs. So there is some positivity on that. He did hurt his hip during the season this year. So he's playing on a hurt hip coming off of two uh, torn uh, ligaments in his knee. So, I mean, there's a chance contract season, like I said, with Najee Harris this year for Javante Williams. Uh, you know, he's going to be oh, a year and a half out of his major injury. There's potential. Um, again, I'm not I'm not overly buying him. But if I can get him for the right price, sure. But, uh, you know, the fact that he played 17 games and, and really put up what, four games over 10 fantasy points, I mean, it's really hard to trust this Broncos offense, especially if they go with, like, a guy like Jared Siddham or if they really do trade up for, like, uh, J.J. McCarthy or something. Uh, I, I just don't really see them having an elite quarterback on their team to really help moving this offense around. So I don't think Williams will have his prime opportunities. You've got Samashi P. Ryan there, so... Uh, definitely a good buy low if, if for the right price, but don't overly go out there and start buying up all the Javante Williams shares just yet. Uh, and last question real quick here. Uh, I mean, pretty obvious, but uh, you've given up a first for any of these guys. JT, Taylor, I tried so yeah, I tried to do that at the end <laughs> of last year for, with that team. I was talking about thinking I could maybe get one over on my league mates. Um, it didn't quite work. Um, he was trying to give me Derrick Henry instead. I, I didn't pull the trigger, but that was kind of, you know, a good example of, look, yeah, I'm not going to give you JT, but I'll give you Derrick Henry for that first. And then I had to really make a decision. I chose not to, but I would be trying to get, you know, rid of that 108 for JT if I can. Yeah, I agree. Tyler. Yeah, uh, definitely JT. Depending on how late the first is, I could possibly be talked into Monty just because, like I said, his role, we we know what he's doing. Um, but yeah, JT's like the clear cut one that I would just give up one of those back half first war. Yeah, one eight back for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sounds great. Let's get over to the mixed starters, guys who kind of started at times last year. You know, they're kind of mixed in kind of. They might have their starting rollback. Uh, and this group includes the Chuba Hubbards, Jalen Warren, Tyler Algier, 
Alexander Madison, Khalil mm-hmm. Herbert, Ty Chandler, Samir White, Miles Sanders, Jerome Ford, and Damian Pierce. Um, yeah, I think Devin Singletary was on the last show. So, yeah. Uh, so this is that grouping here now, guys. And uh, Steve, you can go first on this. Who is the one back to own in this grouping? Who's the one guy you want? Man, yeah, this this was pretty hard. Um, you know, I looked at Ty Chandler. He kind of stuck out to me. Um, but I, I really don't like his age. And it's still very nebulous what's going on with the Vikings. Um, th- there's no doubt that they're going to bring in somebody. So then I looked elsewhere. And then I got to that news about Nick Chubb maybe being a cap <laughs> casualty. <laughs> and that kind of brought me to Jerome Ford because, you know, if I, if you're trying to get Raheem Mostert and you're trying to give up that late second and they just won't budge, you could probably maybe even send a third out for Jerome Ford. Or if not that late second, I think gets it done in a lot of situations. And then all of a sudden, if the Browns cut Nick Chubb somehow, then you have the locked-in starter that already proved he could get it done last year. I don't know what's going to happen with Kareem Hunt. He really, like, he has this burst every once in a while and still looks good sometimes, but I think the the tread is off the tires for Kareem Hunt. And so Jerome Ford would be in a really nice situation, um, and you got him for dirt cheap. So I would kind of explore the Jerome Ford route of all these guys. I like it. Coach Tyler? Thank you for not stealing my player, Steve. I'm going to have to go with Jalen Warren right here. Um, Like we've talked about a good amount uh, with Najee, uh, Arthur Smith is out there. And if you watched any Falcons games this year, especially if you owned B. John Robinson, you saw a lot more Tyler Algier than you hoped to see and expected to see. And I think that, you know, Jalen Warren's a little bit more exciting to watch. And so I, it would be, um, kind of crazy for Smith to kind of just throw him on the back burner, especially with as much as Warren was starting to creep into that timeshare in the backfield. Um, like you said, hopefully there's moves made at the quarterback position, um, something to make the offense more dynamic. You know, it's one of those kind of like Atlanta, you've got all the play callers around, or you got all the playmakers around, but you don't have the play caller to get them the ball. And so, I think Jalen Warren, um, he's a guy I already have a lot of shares of, and he's a guy, once I saw the Arthur Smith news, I was kind of rolling around uh, <laughs> in those shares because I was so happy um, just holding on to him. So he's a guy, his price would be higher than, uh, I'd say, a good amount of guys on this list, but I think that he's got, um, if we're not jumping into cap casualties yet, he's got the best chance to just straight up produce from what we know this second. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I, I'm with Steve, though, on, on this one. I, I would like to have Jerome Ford. Uh, even so, if Nick Chubbs doesn't get cut, uh, I don't think he's going to be ready week one. And if he is ready week one, God damn, he's a monster. But I don't expect the Browns to say, yeah, let's get Nick Chubb the ball 20-plus times right off the bat. Jerome Ford is going to roll in this offense, and I and I think him as the backup is more of a change-of-pace kind of guy will fit his profile a little bit better than having to be the lead guy than having Kareem Hunt come in as a change of pace guy. I, I think that will help make him a more efficient player on the field here. And so out of all these guys, I, I really want to have Ford on my team if I don't already. And then last but not least, guys, how many of these guys are you willing to buy in for 
a second round pick or either or sell for a second round pick or buy in. Let's say buy in for a second round pick. Any second round pick for any of these guys. How many of those guys are going for? Would you grab for a second? It's definitely Warren. It's definitely Ford. Um, but I think Ford you can get with that late second where Warren you're going to have to pay that 201 um, or, you know, 204 in that range. Chuba is, is a guy I would buy with a second round pick. I, I like what I saw out of Chuba last year. The Panthers liked what they saw out of Chuba. Um, I think he's going to actually have more of a role in, in this coming season. Um, so I think Chuba is the next guy. Tyler, how do you feel? Anyone here? Yeah, um, definitely Warren, definitely Ford, possibly Chuba. One guy that caught my eye a little bit, um, Zamir White. Just, you know, we went through the saga of Josh Jacobs last year. It seems like we're about to go through the same saga of Josh Jacobs, except this time he might be actually hitting free agency. And so um, it's one of those, the Raiders have a couple holes that they need to fill, especially defensively. So I don't think that they would be using a high pick on a running back or if they lost Jacobs, I don't know if they want to spend the money to bring anyone else in with Jacobs possibly, you know, demanding one of the higher contracts of the running back market this year. So I think Zamir White, he would be like 212 or even possibly creeping into the thirds. But I think if you could cheaply get him, especially with one of those late seconds, or if you could swing a third, uh, he'd be a guy that could increase in value. Yeah, he was the other guy that I, I had in there. Again, I don't fully believe he's worth a late second per se, but you might have to based on his situation right now because we don't know what's going on. Because if you wait until after Jacob signs somewhere else, you're not getting him for a, a, a late second. You're going to have to give him up a, a high second, maybe even a first. You know, We saw him dominate the end of the season last year as the starter when Jacob was out. Uh, it would be the time to take that risk because if it, if it pays off, you've got yourself a locked in RB2 for a late second round pick. Obviously, if it doesn't work out and then you're sitting there, well, then you take that risk, unfortunately, there. But yeah, it's like three or four guys on this list. Everyone else is third round, fourth round uh, at this point here. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much done with Alexander Madison. Damian Pierce, I'm pretty done with personally. I don't know what's going on with Miles Sanders if they're going to keep him around. Ty Chandler, I, I do find I do believe they're going to look for someone in that else in that backfield to come in because you know he had a spark, but I don't think he was all that great. Still, Clear Herbert can't stay healthy. Yeah, um, yeah, I think Roshan gets in there at some point, takes over that backfield. Even though I like Herbert as a runner, but uh, yeah, none of those other guys are worth second round picks right now. It, it looks like you know to me the safest might actually be Chuba. Um, I, I think Warren could arguably be safer, but Chuba could actually have the most touches easily of all these players uh, in, in next year. Mm. Especially if I wonder what happens if they don't cut Miles Sanders. Like, how do you not, you paid this guy all this money. How do you not give him a new chance, especially with a new, yeah. uh, you know, organization? Right. But no, that's I mean, definitely a dark right horse because they could, uh, there could be some sort of Miles Sanders resurgence that we're just not seeing because he, I mean, he had a disaster campaign last year, so that one would be really hard to recover from. But I mean, if he does, he should get comeback player of the year. 
Probably. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap us up tonight, guys. That that is our whole show tonight. Five slides, not too bad tonight, guys. Uh, Coach Tyler, anything you want to say before we head out tonight? Uh, like Coach Steve said in our ad reads, you know, go check out Dynasty Nerds. We got the Dynasty GM, and for all those getting ready for your rookie drafts in Dynasty, we've got our all twenty two film room. I know we've got a lot of film editors uh, working hard to get you as much and the most film that you could ever possibly watch. So I know it's been a big tool for me in my rookie evals, getting ready for rookie drafts coming up. Uh, so use coach coat or you use code coach trying to say that five <laughs> times, right? Use code coach um, and just prepare for your dynasty seasons. Yeah. That's also another part of it. It's uh, all that extra stuff you get the nerd herd episodes, all that fun stuff. So, uh, and the film room is amazing. I, I use it too. So absolutely an amazing tool and of course uh, we would like to thank our guest steve for coming on tonight's show love having you on steve uh if there's anything you want to say right now man I'll, I'll give you the floor yeah thanks for having me on man it's always a pleasure uh just follow me at ff professor st3 i love to help people in the off season get ready for their drafts sometimes i draft for folks that really just want to kind of be the guy just typing in the background as I draft for them. Uh, or I'm happy to, you know, have a, a, a phone call to talk about upcoming drafts as well. I'm happy to give my advice uh, on Twitter at FFProfessorST3. And then, of course, once the season rolls around, guillotineleagues.com will be doing rankings uh, for them once again. So thanks again for having me on, man. Absolutely, Steve. And uh, thank you all for who tuned in, whether you're listening to a live on our live stream or if you're listening later on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, we, we really do appreciate you guys for tuning in. We love doing this. We love helping you guys win your offseason so we can prepare you for another fantastic year to win championships. Uh, and we'll be back next Monday. Next Monday is at 8.30 show. Uh, so it's a little bit later next Monday. We're going to get into some wide receivers finally. Uh, and then eventually in the next couple of weeks, obviously, I think next weekend is the NFL Combine. And then we'll have free agency before you know it. And that's going to shake everything up so uh we thank you all for listening tune in till next time everyone and have a good one the bag is not far fed we got a couple of clock hands i've been feeling super duper how the heck they know the future come with me don't be a loser grass is green like pooper scoopers clueless analysts don't do the half of this in fact i'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act interacting sh- like boom running like zoom the highest and mighty has entered the room high off the knowledge i'm feeling the fumes all players cover this it's legumes, opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. I listen up, Jack, I'ma head back. Back to the blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, go.